Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Ice Vault Arena, the home of Pioneer Hockey. Tonight, the ACHA presents this matchup between the Siena College Saints and your William Passing University morning or good afternoon or good evening whatever the hell you're listening to this you're listening to another episode of the cutting edge with jackknife of fat of a nerd stalking sports production the sports pod with dad bods uh got a little something different for you this week um i don't know if you've seen my instagram any of you that do follow me on instagram i got a new logo where that incorporates all my favorite teams and on the top left of that logo i got a little coonskin cap and that's to represent my alma mater the William Patterson University of New Jersey. That's where I basically started my journalism career, covering the William Patterson hockey team. And the, a good amount of those guys who I went to school with, who I covered, they're joining us today. And uh, I'm going to introduce, you know, guys, um, I'm going to introduce you the, the, really the only way I know how to. Are you ready? <clears throat> Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Ice Vault Arena, the home of Pioneer Hockey. Tonight, the Fat of Like Nerds Talking Sports Network presents this reunion of the William Patterson University Pioneers. Starting on defense, number three, Ryan Melvin. At forward, number 21, Jordan Yarrow. At forward, number 37, James Carp. 
at forward number 88, Scott Huber. And on defense number 91, David Heffron. Nobody in goal. There. <laughs> Nobody in <Okay>. goal. But <laughs> uh yeah, guys, thank you so much for coming on. Um you guys could just introduce yourselves in, you know, the numerical order of your jersey. So I guess, Mel, that means you go first. Sure. Jack, thanks for having us on, man. This is actually uh, pretty cool, pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, Ryan Melvin, uh, born and raised in Oradell, New Jersey. I bet you nobody knows where that is. Uh, grew up playing with the Avs. Uh, what What else, Jack? What else What do else you want to hear from me? You know, okay, I already said you're a defenseman, but I basically yeah. you basically said your favorite team's Avalanche. Um, just name like any – NHL player your style was comparable to and any other fun fact about yourself? Sure. So definitely not an Avalanche fan. Uh, born and raised <laughs> in New Jersey, definitely a Devs fan. Uh, although that could be fraudulent jumping back on the bandwagon. Now that we're good again. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think my favorite players growing up were the early 2000s Devils, right? I mean, like Scott Stevens, Scott Niedermeyer, Brian Rafalski, and I think that you know, I modeled my game after a lot of those guys, right? You know, it's just uh, very, very iconic names. Won a couple cups, so I have to go with those three guys. All right. Next up is you, Jordan. Hey, Jack. First off, you sound better than ever. Uh, you should hop right back in that, uh, right back behind the glass. Like you never <laughs> left. Uh, but, flattered. Um, uh, Jordan Euro, uh, born and raised Howell, New Jersey. Uh, grew up playing for the American Eagles, uh, youth, and then eventually to the Titans, uh, where I played, um, U18 juniors, uh, stuff like that. Um, play center, uh, growing up, same as Mel, um, early devils, definitely, um, you know, definitely were the teams I watched, um, in terms of players that I, you know, root for model my game after uh, anyone who knows me, this is not a surprise, but Vern Fiddler, um, definitely, definitely my guy, uh, two way, two way forward, definitely someone I model my game after, uh, not much of a goal scorer if you've seen my stats, but uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, and for the regular listeners, he's the one who put my crying wedding face over over Chris Kreider or whoever it was in that previous episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right, oh, All right, next up, the man who got Johnny Lazarus on this show, James Carp. Hey, hi, what's up, Jack? Uh, like these guys said, thanks for having us. This is pretty awesome. Um, James Carp. Grew up on Long Island, uh, grew up playing for the Arrows, um, played juniors for the Metro Moose, got to play against uh, my man Jordan Euro over there. He had some uh, sick battles back in the day. Uh, I'm with you, Jack, big Ranger fan, as you know. Um, grew up watching the Rangers. Mark Messier was my guy growing up. Um, that was my first Ranger game ever, actually, was uh, his first game back. So big Ranger fan and uh, – yeah, that's pretty much it. All right. Next up, we got Scott. Hey, boys, doing? Thanks, Jack. Thanks for having me. Um, name's Scott Huber from Middletown, New Jersey. Grew up playing for the Generals, the Titans. Eventually went to the Metro Moose. Uh, found myself at William Patterson. Hey, Bobber. Um, oh. Rangers fan. Definitely grew up watching them my entire life. I know I live in New Jersey, but you know you got to pick and choose. Um, and guy I modeled my game after, I don't even know. I would say like Eric Carlson now that I'm like an unofficial defenseman, but, um, that's about it. <laughs> Ripping top shelf in the beer league, huh, Scott? 
Oh, I'm trying. Board sink. <laughs> All right, next we got Dave. Yeah, Jack, thanks for having us. It's pretty cool. I haven't seen a lot of these guys in a while, so uh, it's definitely nice to see some of them again. Uh, Dave Heffern was born and raised in Ridge, New Jersey, close to Mel, but probably nobody's ever heard of it either. Uh, I grew up playing for the Avalanche at the Ice House, and unlike Carp, I'm not going to snub him and say that I didn't play against him in juniors because I actually got him thrown out of a game, but that's probably why I didn't want to mention it. You don't bring that uh, up. Yeah, I didn't want to bring that up. So I, I grew up playing for the Avalanche pretty much my whole life, uh, refereed a little bit, and eventually ended up with William Patterson. And aside from leaving the offensive side out of it, I definitely would say I modeled my game after Scott Stevens, but I definitely did not put up the point numbers that he did. So blocking shots and hitting people, and that's about it. Gotcha. Okay, now now it makes sense why Mel said – you know the avalanche before i thought you yeah i thought you said you you were basically saying you grew up a colorado avalanche fan that's what i meant by that so anyway guys we do have three other guests coming the other ones being james number 26 james bob number 81 alan west and ooh, number 18 nick brown and don't worry guys they'll they'll get that same introduction as well <laughs> but anyway so we all went to william patterson what made you guys choose willie p uh, going Jack, if, I'm being, if, if I'm being honest with you, uh, William Patterson, when I was in high school, was not my first choice. I was a little bit of a self-absorbed asshole in high school, uh, without a doubt. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think it was the best decision I made. Uh, and just to give you a little bit of details, uh, Ian Michael Chuck and Kyle Garlasco called my phone every single day trying to get me over to Willie P. Uh, uh, once I left uh, the junior program that I spent about seven days with, uh, it, pretty much from day one, they 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 were hitting on my phone every single day asking me what my plans were. And you could throw Bobby Carnathan in there as well. Uh, he definitely played a big part uh, of the phone call chain. But um, yeah, local, close to home, um, had hockey, you know. Some so, something that uh, the school's always been known for, right? I mean, especially well before me. It's a very, very locally known school, right? So that's that's the moral of the story. You could definitely uh, you could definitely give some credit to Bobby Carnathan, Ian Michael Chalk, and Kyle Garlasco for for keeping me local. All right, you're up now, Jordan. Yep. Yeah. So. Um... Same thing, I guess, uh, coming out of juniors, I kind of, you know, living in New Jersey my entire life, I, you know, thought you had to kind of go out of New Jersey if you're going to school. Um, so I had some other other places on my radar, but um, same guy, uh, Ian Michael Chuck, he came to a uh, one of our showcases, um, you know, late in our junior year, and he kind of uh, introduced me to the program. Um, and I know he met some other guys out at that same showcase as well, um, where a big chunk of our recruiting recruiting class came from. And yeah, so I met Ian. Um, I went on a, a tour for the campus uh, with Kyle as well. Um, you know, obviously awesome guy, awesome representative of the program. And we actually all got to skate with them. And it, now we were all coming off of our, our seasons just ended in juniors or, you know, nationals, everything was over. Willie P was just gearing up to go to nationals. So the practice we skated with them, they were going, you know, balls to the wall, full torque. And that was our first introduction to that. Um, the level of hockey. And I mean, I don't know if you, you know, you guys remember those teams, but that team was sick. And um, I think right then and there I was sold. 
And I think some other guys will say the same. All right, next week we got Carpo. Yeah, so similar to Euro, uh, I remember meeting Ian after a playoff game in juniors. Um, and I didn't even want to get up the bus to talk to him because I was convinced I was going to Marist. So I was like, I don't even know what Willie P is. Like, don't want to talk to him. That was just me in my junior days. Um, but, don't worry, uh, Nick. We'll get to you in a little bit. Me. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. I'm <laughs> laughing at I'm I was just laughing at that comment. Yeah. So um, me, Bobber, and I think Jaime and maybe even Westy, we went to that skate um, like Euro mentioned. And Bobber could actually tell the story when he gets on. He could add to it. But I think I got buried by like Jamie Henry or like Woody Cap. I think it was Woody. And yet – he had, uh, yeah, it was in like a three on three, um, like mini game. I got, I got buried, dude, and he had flame tape on a stick. So, I fu- the whole way home, I told Bob, I was like, "Fuck this school, I will never go there." Like, fuck those kids. But I mean, I guess it all worked out in the end. All right, uh, I would say Nick, but he left his chair. So Scott, you go. Uh, my bad. I just had to close up. That's- He's got four things to do. Um, all right, so I don't even know what are we talking about. I got fucking zoned out. Lay How many off the stuff, Scott? Yeah, lay off. Oh, uh, wh- why did why did you choose William Patterson? Oh, I chose William Patterson. Same idea as Mel, Euro, and Carp. Um, Balance and Michael Chuck were just at every single one of my junior games, and just like every single time I showed up to a hockey rink, they were there. They were talking to me, and I went to Middletown North and high school. And I had so many friends that went there and told me, oh, don't go to Willie P, not a fun school, blah, blah, blah. It sucks. Don't do that. So I just had that in my mind. And every day they would show up. I would go to a game on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and they're just at the rink giving me their card, telling me, blah, blah, blah. So I enrolled in a university and then turned out I wasn't going to go there. And then within two days of that, Ian was on the phone with me, getting me into William Patterson and getting me enrolled and everything. And I really didn't have any prior experience. I went to one practice with uh, you guys when I was maybe 18. So like three years before I went to William Patterson and the level of hockey was definitely there. I just had that in my mind from all my friends telling me, no, we're not going to do this. And then Ian and Balance got me there and it was one of the best decisions I made. All right, good. Uh, Dave, do you want to go or shall I introduce Nick first? You let Brown go. All right. <laughs> Don't worry, Nick. You're getting the same introduction as these guys. Number 18, Nick Brown. All right, Nick, uh, how about you introduce yourself to the listeners and uh, how you why you chose William Patterson? Hello, I am uh, Nick Brown, and I chose William Patterson uh, because that was the question that everybody was answering. Yeah, that was the question everyone's answering. You like got here at the beginning, basically. All right, cool. Um, so my aunt was a professor, is still a professor there. Um, and she was always like telling me that the program was good and whatnot. And then uh, I became friends with Kyle Garlasco through playing like Avalanche and stuff. And he was at William Patterson at the time. And he was like talking about Willie P. No one recruited me to go there. I had plans to age out of juniors and play junior, but stuff fell through. And then uh, like a couple of weeks before classes were starting, I kind of just showed up at Willie P and started going there and started practicing with the guys. And, and it's 
that was a wrap. All right. All right, Dave, your turn. Um, let's see. I think I met Michael Chuck at some random showcase down in Philly. I think when I was playing juniors with Brown at the avalanche and just had like Ian's typical used car salesman, little pitch that he gives to everybody. But I uh, didn't even think much of it because I wasn't even thinking about college then and ended up going to Arizona state for a semester, not even for hockey. Yeah. I went to Arizona state for one semester with uh, one of my other teammates it was so expensive. It was a great time, but just way too expensive for what I was doing. So I came home and went to Bergen for a semester and actually texted Brown, just asking him about the team. And he he told me to hit up Michael Chuck's and I still had his number on my phone from that showcase. So I just started texting him and kind of just ended up at Willie P by default. All right. All right. So just waiting on two more. We'll get, they'll get here when they get here. So I'm going to try to, there's a lot of questions I wrote down. I'm going to try to like consolidate them or eliminate some. I'm You all saw what I sent you guys, but anyway, I'll combine these two. What was your favorite part about co- playing college hockey? And what was your favorite memory playing at William Patterson? Oh man. One more time, Jack. I'm sorry. Okay. What was... The first, the first question here <laughs> blanking out early on. All right. What was your favorite part about, playing college hockey and what was your favorite memory at William Patterson? I think I, I, I think I liked playing at Willie P because there wasn't a tremendous amount of pressure, right? Like we were still able to have a tremendous amount of fun off the ice, but once we were on the ice, right, it was all business. Um, so it was a good, uh, you know, work life balance, if you will. Um, and we took it really seriously, right? Like we wanted to win games. We wanted to go out and try to win national championships as well. So, uh, I mean, my favorite memories from Willie P were every single national championship I played for, uh, you know, the, you, you know, although it, you know, the end result wasn't ideal, right? I mean, it's still great playing on that stage. There's nothing like it. There, there really is nothing like playing. Uh, even if it's not in front of a lot of people, you know, you made it that far with, uh, with your boys and, uh, you know, playing pretty much, uh, you know, at the end of the road, right. In, in those final stages of the season, right. I can't really pin it down to one, uh, maybe that grand, uh, the grand Valley game, my junior year, probably my favorite, one of the best hockey games I've ever been a part of in, in, in my opinion, uh, just great, great, you know, great compete level on both teams. There was no, uh, you know, not much of a tiff between teams, right? At the end of the game, we were just like, that was a fantastic hockey game, right? We all came up, we all showed out, uh, you know, great, great, you know, couple couple great goals, couple great moments in the game. Um, although we didn't win, still one of my favorite. All right, so Nick, we're go, when it's a question for everyone, we go in the order of jersey numbers. So you're number 18, you're next. All right, can you repeat the question again? Uh, what was your favorite part about playing college hockey? And what was your favorite memory playing at William Patterson? Uh, my favorite part about playing college hockey was probably just like meeting a bunch of new guys, um, gelling with them right away, which was pretty, pretty crazy if you think about it. Um, one of my favorite memories, probably some of the Super East games were fun, playing against NYU, winning a championship definitely was like a cool thing. And like Mel said, playing at the Nationals, that was like fun time. We didn't win, but it was just like cool experience. We gained a lot of stuff through uh, through the years in that. And uh, did I answer both those questions? Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. All right. Jordan. 
Oh yeah, yeah, Hunt, uh, hands down. Favorite part about playing was just being with the boys um, from freshman year to senior year. Um, just an unreal group of guys, and you know, when you're when you're a hockey player, you're basically live. You're that's your life. You know, you're a hockey player. So whether it was practice, uh, off ice workouts, games, road trips, uh, locker room after practice, um, you know, I would I would you know I'd give anything to have have those moments back. Um, so that was definitely my favorite part about you know playing for the program itself and. Similar to Mel and uh, Brownie, um, even though, sure, winning the Super East Championships were awesome, uh, those Nationals um, tournaments and the games at Nationals were definitely um, the best moments just because, again, the level was just um, – it was just different. It was just a different ball game out there. And just being out there for a week, um, you know, all you had to focus on was hockey, really good hockey at that. Um, yeah, it was, it was awesome. Carp. Yeah, just adding on uh, what Euro said, obviously being with the boys, playing with the boys, um, obviously living together, just doing everything together was awesome. Um, driving to the ring together, driving to games. Um, that stuff was cool. And then obviously like winning Super East twice was awesome. Um, competing at nationals every, every year we were there. Uh, it's pretty cool. It sucks to look back on and obviously not achieving the ultimate goal of uh getting a natty championship i mean competing every year was awesome um yeah just uh being with the boys though is definitely the biggest uh the most fun uber yeah exactly what carp said uh just being with the guys like 24 7 and just having like 20 built-in breast best friends just every day you could just hit up whoever you want and then you can go see them go out to eat go have fun do whatever you want you know, at 1030, you're still going to go and go to work at hockey. Um, one of my favorite memories was definitely we played some like weird tournament in like Pennsylvania or something like that. We played WVU and we were down like three to one going into the third period. The idiot on the other team gets a high sticking penalty, like five minutes in the box. Pretty sure we scored like seven or eight power play goals on that and won like nine, three. And then that was, after the game, that was crazy country road in the locker room and just sung it to him. Yeah. And it was hilarious because they were a D one team too. And we were D two at the time. So yeah, you punch them above your weight class. Memory. Yeah, that was, that was actually a stick memory. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I might want to switch my answer. <laughs> yeah. That are like Adrian, Adrian, we kind of did the same thing. We were down like three, nothing going into the third and or three, nothing in like the first three minutes of the game, we came back and won six, three. At nationals, uh, that was my sophomore year. So you guys, senior. Yeah, I think it might have been worse. I think it might have been like four or five nothing. Yeah, it was quick, like nine seven or something like that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, Jordan, I know your time is limited. We'll get to this in a little bit, but our old friend DJ Sabato said there's a certain story, or there's a story you got to tell us about a certain hat trick. But we'll get to that later. But uh, Yeah. yeah, it's it's your turn, Dave. Um, can you repeat the question again? What was your favorite part about? playing college hockey and what was your favorite memory at William Patterson? Yeah. I mean, it's probably going to be the same thing as everybody else, like being with the guys, but I, I think the hockey is kind of a given. I mean, going to Willie P uh, especially coming in after not playing for a year, I wasn't really expecting much out of playing time. I just wanted to like be in the culture and be with be around a group of guys. And All right. Um, sorry. Hang on. I just got interrupted, but um, yeah, it was really just about being with the guys and having a group of group of friends to be with and 
a lot of the best memories were probably the off ice stuff, like winning a championship. I was only there for two years. So winning a championship was kind of a given and going to nationals and all that stuff on the ice was great. But I think the off ice stuff was probably what everybody misses the most, like just being around each other every day and like the parties and going to dollar beer nights and coming back and play my favorite memory. And this is (laughs) random, but just like coming back from underdog and just watching carp and Euro and Brof and Sala and Bob fucking play rock band for like five hours and just <laughs> listen to brophy just belt in falsetto horrible voice into the mic it was just that was i still have videos of that on my phone it's just it, that was probably one of my favorite random memories for sure oh man i don't know if we i don't know if i'm obligated to replay that but uh yeah underdog lounge in uh north Halden. and i guess while we're on it jordan i think i do have a question for you after this but please tell us about a certain hat trick against cnn and what happened the night before no, yeah, so obviously, um, you know, uh, going to William Patterson, uh, it was kind of a obligation to attend uh, Dollar Beers uh, Thursday nights, uh, regardless of what you had the day before, day after, same day. You, you know, you had to you had to be at Dollar Beers. So, um, you know, it was me, uh, Deej, a few of the other boys. You know, we went out just kind of, you know, hydrate up a little bit. You know, have a couple couple pints and. Uh, one thing led to another, and um, yeah, don't really remember what happened after that. But um, yeah, showed up to the rink the next day uh, and netted uh, or <laughs> had four shots the entire game. Uh, first shot, point blank, hash marks, ripped the goalie in between the eyes, uh, stunned him a little bit, and then <laughs> proceeded to score a hat trick and uh, yeah, score more goals in one game than I did my entire three years at the school. But um. <laughs> got just, the job done yeah and just in just 24 hours prior you were getting and dj was ca- basically carrying you out of undy but okay but back to like a more professional thing so what separated william patterson from you know other teams at the school was that you guys were a club team jordan you were the president of this club what how were you guys treated differently as opposed to you know the other teams at willie p yeah so to be honest like we probably really didn't notice anything different because we were ran as professionally and you know as professionally of a program as we could have had a lot of that's a big thanks to the guys behind the scenes obviously Bennett um Carnathan uh Balance um you know we kind of we had a lot of things that the other club sports teams didn't have at the school but also you know we were thought of on that campus higher than a lot of the um you know the NCAA teams so you know I guess the only difference is really the funding um, obviously, we had to raise money uh, for certain things uh, through fundraisers and charitable events. Um, and obviously, we had to pay for the ice time because that's a big factor of it. It's just the cost of the travel and the ice time when it comes to hockey. But mm-hmm. uh, the school treated us very well. The student government who runs the uh, club teams, they um, they gave us a lot, you know, in the budget meetings uh, every week. They gave us a lot, a lot more money than um, the other programs. Uh, they always supported us through their Instagram, social media accounts. Um, they always attended our games. The president of the school attended our games. They um, they honored us um, after our senior year in front of the entire like school board of directors. So they definitely uh, they took a lot of pride in the program, and um, you know we definitely noticed it. Yeah, I was gonna say it to me. It was a bit more noticeable because I before I was wait, the PA. Can I, can I, wait, can I? Uh, Add one more thing. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, another big part of it was people like you, people like the broadcasters. <laughs> um, you know, 
everyone kind of, you know, put their time and effort into making our, you know, the, the media side of things that a lot of team, other teams didn't have. Um, that also just adds to the whole, uh, you know, overall professionalism of, you know, the program. So, so big thanks to you guys. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Cause yeah, I did notice there was a noticeable difference between like what I was able to do with you guys, but, and, you know, maybe some hoops I had to jump through with, you know, some of the NCAA teams, cause you guys weren't necessarily an NCAA team. You were ACHA team, American Collegiate Hockey mm-hmm. Association, if I remember correctly. Cause yeah. like, if I want to interview someone like say the football team or the baseball team, I had to go through someone through the athletic department first and in order to, you know, interview them, you guys, I was able to just show up. I remember my first time ever showing up at a game and that, that afternoon I was at the Notre Dame Syracuse game at MetLife stadium, but I'm getting off topic. I showed, we showed up early before you guys showed up. I saw you guys going up the stairs and, you know, basically I was allowed to talk to someone right away. And I just see a gentleman with a suit, you know, he's walking towards me. I make eye contact with him and I point to you guys going upstairs. I'm like, that's the William Patterson hockey team, right? He goes, yeah. And I tell him, okay, I'm with the student newspaper. And he goes, oh, is there anyone you talk to? Any one of the players? I'm like, is the coach available so I could uh, get to meet him? He goes, all right, you're looking at him. It was Joe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Joe, Coach Joe Balance. I think he's not there anymore. Uh, He was always a professional. He was always a great guy. But anyway, on to the next question. What's your favorite away arena you guys would play at? for everyone. I, I think hands down it's UNH. I think yeah. UNH had the sickest yeah. rank. Uh, My cousin's going there. At, I, I can't remember if we played at Quin. I mean, I know we didn't play Quinnipiac, but I, I can't remember if we Eastern played Eastern on Eastern. Quinnipiac ice uh, at Willie P or before, but uh, yeah, I would say UNH. UNH is sick. All right. Nick? Um, I would definitely agree. Uh, I feel like I had a pretty good game at UNH personally. Um, and we definitely won. So as a team, it was a good time. The UNH was sick, but I always enjoyed playing at Marist. All right. So Jordan. probably overall Marist. Okay. Jordan? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, obviously it's sick playing in those, uh, you know, the big big college stadiums. Uh, pictures came out sick, you know, <laughs> <laughs> playing, in, play, playing in the big arena with the good lighting. But um, I'd have to say a love-hate relationship playing at NYU. Um it was the toughest games you'll ever play, but by far the most fun. I mean, going into that super tight kind of dump of arena and the crowd was just nuts. So uh, a few times got to play there. Definitely NYU just, you know, got the juices going. All right, Carp. Yeah, I was going to mention uh, NYU also. Not the rink specifically because that place was a dump, but uh, it got pretty intense in there. Uh, like all their uh, – their whole like student section was basically like on top of you. Our locker room was like underneath. It was just, it was a mess, but it was chaos and it was awesome. And then obviously UNH, like they said, Northeastern had a sick like barn and uh, I guess like RPI too. Any like the legit D1 ranks? Forgot about RPI. RPI was pretty sick. Yeah. They yep. sick. Right. Isn't it always hot in there. Yeah. Maybe. I hope okay. not. They got to keep the ice cool just crank the heat on us the locker rooms are so hot there oh the locker room that i do remember actually yeah you're right all right hube uh same thing i gotta go with you and h i love playing there the lighting from like the top you're in like a huge dome 
Um, and then after that, I don't know if any of you boys got to do it, but when we moved up to D1, we played Navy. And it was always really cool playing there because they always had um, – like all their parents, all their family would come and watch the game. So there's a lot of people there and they do like their little fight song at the end. And we all line up on through center ice and like do like a little song with them. And I don't know, it's just really cool playing with against the Navy. All right. F. Uh, I probably would have said NYU if I actually played in the game, but I think I was suspended. So I got to experience it from the stands and almost got into a fight with a random student in the lobby. So that was kind of cool. But I'd probably go with Floyd Hall because it's basically in a, a home away game and it was a quick turnaround and get back to the house and start drinking with everybody. So I would probably say Floyd Hall. Eight cup. Yeah, Floyd Floyd Hall, you know, that that's where Montclair State played. It was not even a five minute drive from my dad's house because I didn't stay at Willie P. Like whenever I had class the next morning, I stayed at my dad's house. He was like two minutes away. And I gotta show this to you guys. Ironically enough, I went the two games at Floyd Hall Arena, they were like a day, a day short of like a year apart from each other. And I got video of DJ scoring basically the exact same goal, like 364 days apart. I okay. Here's here's the first one. Wait, wait for it. Boom. And here's the second one. Almost the exact same spot. And I don't have the audio playing, but Brett. <laughs> Brett can I basic just add something real quick. Go ahead. A second, was that Alan West at the point on on a power play? Yeah, I saw, I saw, I saw that. <laughs> I think that game that game was like thirteen to two. Yeah, that game was. If I remember correctly, yeah, that game was three hundred. That was three hundred sixty four days apart. Those two videos, but yeah, that was a good arena for me, just like for the sake of convenience. And uh, one place I was disappointed I didn't get to see you guys play. And I desperate, I went to the arena, but I think you guys remember this. You were supposed to play Wagner, and the referees didn't show up at the Prudential oh my Center. God, our <laughs> I was three so blocks away. Just yeah, Cody. Back. Cody Calcagno asked me if like I wanted to be a ref. I'm like, I can't. I I'm not. I am not a good enough skater for that. But like, I do. But um, two NHL seasons ago, I went to Columbus. You know, I saw a Capitals game versus the Blue Jackets. That was the game Ovechkin passed to Brett Hull for six all time. Then the next day, like the Rangers beat them five to three. But as I was there, I looked inside I what I think was the Ice House Arena. And I think that's where you guys played Nationals, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah we looked in there and there was a high school hockey game going on at the same time. So check your wallet when you walk in that place. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I I mean I had a good experience. I had a good experience. You know, it was very similar to the Prudential Center. It was cool to like see the all the high school jerseys of the Ohio hockey high school hockey teams. Anyway, who was your toughest opponent? Or would you guys come to a consensus or do you want to each want to answer this? Jack, I think it depends on what year, you know. My, yeah. Believe it or not, I don't know if any of these guys would uh, would would even believe this. Montclair State used to be a really good program. They used to have some really really uh, good players on their team. Shots well fired. Yeah. They, well, they yeah. The, the tail end, they weren't they weren't great. But uh, yes, to start off, my first two years, we. I mean, I'm pretty sure they were always in the quarter, the semifinals of Super East, right? I mean, very hard opponent, yep. but a, NYU for sure. Yeah. And NYU for sure for me too. Right. Yeah, I think that's kind of a no-brainer. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, and this was a question I had later. I might as well guess guess it now based on your answers. I'm guessing New NYU was the most satisfying team to beat for you guys. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I'm pretty sure, like our core group at school, I don't think we've ever beat them at Chelsea Piers, and I don't think they've ever beat us at uh, Ice Hall. All right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, oh, hold on. I got to go back to my questions. I just had it up because, all right. So any of my listeners, you know, they might not be familiar with hockey. They All they might know is slap shot or the saying, I went to a fight and a hockey game broke out. You can't just fight in college hockey. It's from what I understand, you know, if you fight, you're kicked out of the game and you're suspended. Like that's at least for your first offense. But, you know, it's still a very intense game. You're hitting into each other 20 miles per hour. It's still going to get intense. Um, What's, What's the biggest scuffle you guys remember yourself or get yourself or as a team getting into? Uh, Melv, I think I know a certain story from you. I'd be very surprised if it wasn't this. Okay. All right. Um, as far as scuffle, not a hit. I would say scuffle. Uh, man, I, I feel like I probably fought the most I've ever fought in my hockey career at William Patterson. Uh, plenty of fights against Marist pre the rest of these guys uh that was a heated rivalry uh ripping helmets off punching faces uh was was almost the norm on on a game by game basis a couple scuffles against NYU uh yeah they were kind of endless jack i can't really point to just one i feel like it happened pretty regularly actually okay i'm just waiting for central connecticut state to come up at some point Oh, I, I I don't remember that, Jack. You're gonna have to refresh my memory. The bad boys. The it'll, it'll it'll be there. But okay, um, I do. It, this is a core memory for me because my wife, well, then girlfriend at the time, you know, she was going to school at Boston. She was going to school at Mass College of Pharmacy. But you guys were away playing Central Connecticut State. But I had on the computer. I was listening to the broadcast, and you guys basically had the game won. And in the dying moments, you know, of course chippiness is you know getting a hold of everyone and i don't remember the i'm basically paraphrasing here but brett was basically saying dave you were beating the shit out of someone no <laughs> actually it's probably the opposite way around i mean um i think it was probably like the last 40 seconds of the game i think this this big kid on ccsu oh, was it's like dude this kid <laughs> yeah this kid was in the rotc program there he's like six four 215 pounds like easily had about 40 pounds on me and he hit swede from behind and i just like went after Sweet. him and he, the kid had my face mask like in his hand but he never got my helmet off and i think the kid ragdolled me from the goal line to the red line and if he did get my helmet off i probably would have been missing a couple teeth to say the least but no it was definitely not me beating the shit out of somebody i can guarantee you that sweet as in oh yeah chris chris jacobson yeah someone yes someone oh, journeyed yeah. across the pond to play from all the way from sweden to play here and scott he you your family was his billet family if i remember correctly right yeah he's he's my brother dude i uh i was in sweden <laughs> three months ago I went and visited him. His parents were here on Wednesday, actually. Um, yeah, I'm, I like talk to him once a week all the time. He played juniors with me, came in, tried to make the NA team for the Titans, didn't make it. So he ended up on the Met team with me, mm -hmm. didn't have a place to stay. So uh, me and my family offered him to stay with me and 
he came for like a weekend trial. My mom was like, yeah, you can come for three days and we'll see how we like it. And he showed up on a Friday and didn't leave for like six years. So <laughs> now I got the Swedish brother. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, tell him tell him I said hi. Hell, send send him oh, the link. I definitely will. Yeah, I send him the link to this when it comes out. Uh it's gonna come out Thursday morning. It, it's, it's it, but um yeah, um yeah. Wanna, what's up? Uh, I, in terms of chippiest games, um, I don't know if it was with I don't know if you were with the program yet, and I don't think anyone else on this call was because I know Carp came second semester, but my freshman year, um I wasn't even playing at that point. I was I was getting scratched, but I just remember it vividly. Um, we were playing NYU at home, um, very last second to the uh, buzzer, and a scrum broke out, pretty pretty heated scrum broke out in front of uh, our net, and like, you know, Sal was tied up with guys, Westy was tied up with someone, and I don't know if you remember Patty Walsh, toughest guy I ever met. I, um, I think Pat Walsh bench. was before um, me, Pat Walsh was before me. Yeah, we actually saw a video of it, I'll send it to you, so he's on the bench, and like, our guys are kind of getting outmanned, and he just... You see people like holding him back. He takes his helmet off, rushes in, and literally just one man wrecking crew just starts tossing everyone on NYU. Um, it was the sickest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. I'm um, literally one by one just, just tossing guys. Um, I know Salah got tossed that game, Stymie. Everyone's kind of tied up. Um, I'll get you the video, but that is by far the uh, chippiest thing I've seen um, at the program. Gotcha. I've never seen that. All right. So. Yeah, the incident I was initially thinking for you, Melv, I guess it wasn't so much a scrim as much as it was a hit. And uh, I don't know how to describe it other than uh, Melv. I wasn't there. You tell me. Uh, yeah, so classic body pass right through the neutral zone. Uh, pretty much uh, decapitated this kid. Uh, Jacob Truba. Clean, clean hit, yeah. by the way. Jacob yeah. Truba. It was clean. I, w I would say it was clean. Uh, I don't know what the refs were looking at, uh, I guess, because the puck was uh, at, at the other end of the ice. They didn't think it was clean. But, yeah, I uh, gave myself a concussion in the uh, in the process of it. Um, and, yeah, uh, I guess I ended up uh, popping the kid's eye out of his socket. Oh, jeez. Who was that yeah. against? I remember that. Was the against Sacred Sacred, it was against Sacred, Sacred, Heart. Heart. Sacred Heart. That poor kid. Yeah. Well, the good yeah. thing is, the good thing is, he kept his eye. The good thing is, he kept his yeah. eye, and he was confirmed. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, he was. Yeah, because he, <laughs> yeah, he is he on is he on this call right now? No, <laughs> but uh, here's I we can confirm because we remember. I'm I, I don't know his name. I'm not at liberty to. I don't think I'm at liberty to repeat who it was. But I asked because the next that was the first game you guys played against them that year it was at sacred heart they have a new beautiful mm. arena by the way but the next game was at home at the ice vault and i'm guessing joe decided to scratch make melva healthy scratch because he feared retaliation so mm -hmm. I, I was doing so we were doing our usual thing josh trattini another communication student like me was working the clock i was doing this in the music Goldhorn, the announcements whereas melv was in the box with us keeping score and and during it was during the first period, there was some kind of scrum in front of the scorekeeper's box. Everyone was in front of there. And at one moment, it just got really quiet. And DJ Sabato, I would never expect this out of him because he's he isn't exactly a, like a chippy player. He he wins by not necessarily throwing his body around, but like just how skilled he is. I just hear him yell, hey, how's that kid's eye? <laughs> like in the most 
in the Sounds most like passive... something DJ would say. Yeah. But yeah, I he said that. I'm just I'm just like, oh my god. I, I couldn't I couldn't picture that coming out of DJ. But here's the thing, you Josh Josh and I we're sitting, Melva's all the way on the left. We just slowly turn our heads towards Melv and we're just trying to contain the laughter. <laughs> yeah, Jack, I just have to say for the record, not happy uh, that I hurt the kid, but definitely the hardest head I've ever laid on somebody. Yes, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be talking about that if that kid wasn't okay. So, very true. Exactly. But just like, it's got, it was a, just a great hit. Got to talk about. But anyway. We talk about like chippiness. Were there any opponents you guys were actually friendly with, or what? No, I think at the not. end of the day, uh, I think at the end of the day, like I mean, I mean, I, I've never really met like all the games are chippy, but you never really meet like a bad hockey guy. So like, obviously, like you know, on the ice, but I can't recall like it ever like, you know, going like beyond that. Um, you know, we we're all kind of there doing the same thing, but. I don't know if anyone else can uh, can jump in there, but I don't know. I feel like, you know, everyone's kind of good dudes. Right. I mean, I think everybody kind of has buddies sprinkled in here and there and different teams and like off the ice, like before the game or after the game, you might, you know, say hello and, you know, catch up for a little bit. But like, I don't think there's anybody that you were friendly with where like after like they scored a goal, you'd be like, hey, sick shot, buddy. Like, no. like, <laughs> like it, w- it wasn't like that. No, definitely got not. On the ice, it was kind of all business, but off off the ice if you knew somebody after the game you'd get a picture and like say hello but on the ice it was kind of just you didn't have any friends out there other than your teammates right you want to win exactly any all right anyone else want to interject or next question all right all right um is there any advice you'd give for anyone listening who is either about to play junior hockey or enter college and all you guys could you know, I guess answering the order of your jerseys in this case. Uh, Melv, Melv, your mic, yeah, <laughs> you're muted. Jack, that happens every single day with work, uh, at least one time. Uh, honestly, to, in, in today's game, I feel like there's just so many leagues. There's so many teams. Just go have fun. Go, go, go wherever you meet your skill level and just go have some fun. You know, I feel like they're, you know, uh, recruiting a lot of these kids out of juniors, you know, they, they got big heads on, on their shoulders. No offense to any of them. It's just how it happens. Uh, just go and have fun. There's, unless you feel, uh, like you're going all the way to the show, just go have some fun with the boys, go play some hockey, go win some games. All right. Nick. I'm going to have to agree with that. Like it's just so many different leagues these days. So, I mean, if you have the right, if you're on the right path to go somewhere better than like the average, then you should follow your dreams and, you know, push it forward. But at the end of the day, half the competition ends up where you're supposed to be. So just got to have fun at the end of the day. All right. Jordan. Yeah. Just like the other guys, you know, just enjoy it. Um, Especially now. I mean, I feel like it gets worse almost every year, just the amount of pressure, you know, people have put on them and they put on themselves. Um, Everyone's gone through that phase where they think they're going to the NHL or, you know, at least way higher than they should be. Um, So kind of, you know, drop your ego and just, you know, enjoy it, you know, go where you belong, go where you have a good fit. Um, Obviously you're still playing competitively and yeah, just, you know, have a good time with it. All right, James. 
Yeah, just to add off of basically what they all said, um, like there's a big misconception with like club hockey and ACHA compared to NCAA. And uh, I feel like kids nowadays especially think that uh, to play hockey in college, I need to go NCAA D3 and and spend 60 grand a year on tuition because I'm playing, you know, NCAA. I mean, everybody here could tell you like, the club hockey we played was super competitive, super serious, super professional. So you don't need to play NCAA to get that type of um, that type of environment. All right, Scott. Yeah, I gotta say the same thing as everyone else. Um, play club hockey. There's honestly not much big difference. They these NCAA teams they recruit classes of 15, 16 freshmen, all fighting for two roster spots. And then at the end of the day, I, I hear all these horror stories of all my friends going to D3 schools, like all these really good ones like Oswego, Plattsburgh, like St. Norbert, all that. And they're just cut within three weeks. They're just out of school in the middle of nowhere that they don't want to be at, not on a hockey team or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Go play club, go somewhere like doesn't even have to be Willie P. Go to a club school, have some fun. You don't have to like work out as hard as you can. There are workouts and whatnot, but. You take it seriously, but at the same time, you can play whenever you want to. Yeah, I would probably have to say the same thing with them. It's kind of – I know kids that went and played at, like, bottom feeder D3 schools, and it's just like, what are you you accomplishing by playing four games for a team that's winning the same amount of games that you're playing in? And and maybe if that, like there are some kids that like I know even last year coaching, there was a couple of kids that transferred out of a D3 school and ended up with William Patterson. It, it kind of fell into my lap playing at Willie P and it was just happened to be great. And the program was really good and going to national championships back to back years. But playing club hockey, it's a perfect balance between having fun and especially if you're on a good team where you're making a run for something that means something to the team. So Club hockey is definitely the better route to go, especially if you can find yourself in a better D1 or D2 club team that's going to compete for nationals as opposed to just as we used to refer to it as like some kids that we played juniors with chasing the NCAA wet dream where you just want the patch on your on your jersey. But at the end of the day, what are you really getting out of it? And Carp said it like paying a shit ton in tuition to go to some private school that unless you're competing for a top 25 NCAA team, it's really not, and you're going to play. That's the other aspect of it. Unless you're going to play at a top 25 team, just go play club hockey somewhere and compete for something that means something to the team. Jack, I think it's really, I think it's really important to say, right. We played one NCAA D3 school and smoked them twice. I can almost guarantee we probably like during our a solid 40, 50% of any NCAA D3 program, you know, if that's any sort of education. 100%. We were, we were pretty sick. Yeah, you guys. It's also very watered down, too. There's a lot of Division three teams it, to the point where mm. a lot of them are independent, and it's it's just just too watered down. There's way too many teams yeah. to go and play for, and it's a lot of kids that are just chasing that that patch on, the, on your jersey, but club hockey Sports is definitely the way to go. Yeah, see, yeah, yeah, yeah. Skills got nothing to do with it. Like you said, it's all funding. Um, funding facility. Yeah, I, th- I think it's like Title Nine. I think where it's ha- like it has to be equal. Then the rink has to be in a certain. There's a bunch of other like you know, kind of like politics side of things that go into it. Um, and people don't realize, you know, they're sticks. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I just got a text from Westy. Guys, looks like he's not going to make it. But like, we're getting near the tail end of it. 
anyway. It doesn't look like we're getting Babo either, but it's all right. I'm we still pumped their tires enough on on this episode. And uh, oh, you don't want Bob around here. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I, didn't, I didn't hear I didn't hear any tire pumping for Bob or West. Oh, you know, I mean, we, we did pump, I think we did pump Westy's tires a little bit, you know, saying like, Hey, was that him on the point of the power play or, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah. Um, if there's, sorry, go on. No, I just said Bobber. All right. (laughs) All right. Now, second to last question. If there's one thing you guys would go back and change, what would it be? Uh, oh, and I just got a text from Bob. He said he tried joining, but he has no service. Yeah, yeah. sick excuse. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Great excuse. Great for, for excuse. That one. <laughs> no service in Long Island. Carbs <laughs> uh, <I>, <laughs> got service. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> All, right. All right. Um, If there's anything you guys would go back and change, what would, we, what would it be? Melf? Not, not a thing. Not one. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe a couple more wins in nationals, but you know that's that's not in our control. Uh, I mean, it was at the time, but can't go, can't roll back time. Uh, but no, outside of that, absolutely nothing. All right, Nick. I wouldn't change anything, but I would just like try to like if I could go back and just really embrace the moments because like they're here now and then it's gone so fast. Like it's been years since we played together, but we remember it. It was just here and gone. So I would just try to embrace the moments more, especially like, because I don't know if everybody remembers, I took like a year and a half off. So to be able to come back and do that, like I just enjoyed taking a knee at practice. That was like something special. So just embracing the moments. No need to get political, Nick. (laughs) Uh, uh, Dave, you're breaking one of the cardinal (laughs) rules of my podcast. No politics. (laughs) brought it up. I didn't say it. Taking a knee at practice, listening to Joey B go over the drills. <laughs> uh, Jordan. Oh uh, yeah, no, no, I wouldn't change a thing, and I made I made a big point of it, especially my senior year, to really um you know enjoy and cherish every moment. Knew it wasn't gonna last. I mean, even at, you know finishing up practice at eleven thirty at night, knowing he had class the next day, and we'd sit in the locker room for at least an hour, hour and a half, just doing nothing. You know, we called it marinating, just sitting in our gear, you know. Spending time with the boys, hanging out, you know, shooting the shit. Um, you know, we all had our little like, you know, post-practice rituals, pre-practice, pre-game rituals, um, you know, to the T. And, you know, I made sure to really enjoy all that. Um, you know, my senior year, uh, roommate Corey Sal, we do the same thing every, you know, every game, every practice. And, um, you know, definitely, you know, definitely paid off because I wouldn't, I wouldn't change a thing. Just real quick, you just got to shout out Corey Sal as your roommate, or me and Bob just. No, no, I'm talking about like phys- physically, <laughs> physically. Because we chose not to mention you. Together, all right. Um. <laughs> um. Those are things we could change if we could go back. Jack, what's up? What was the question? Just things we could, if, if we could change something. Yeah, if you could change something, or if you could, you know, do anything differently. Yeah. Um. No, nah, like they said, I wouldn't really change anything. I think the selfish answer is to get a, a bigger ring than Jordan has on his finger. But I mean, we uh, I'd like to think we emptied the tank and uh, we did all we could. So no, no regrets, not even a single letter. 
The letter. Scott. <laughs> no regrets for me. Um, literally everything that happened, everything I would have done at the exact same. Like Mel said, we could have won a little bit more, but right now I can't do anything about that. <laughs> All right. F. Um, yeah, I don't have any regrets either. Um, no not even a letter? I mean, oh. Not even a single letter. Now I'm finally uh, getting I mean, that joke now. That went way over my fucking head. Yeah. <laughs> You're normally the guy with the jokes. Yeah, I was waiting. <laughs> It was subtle. Um, I mean, I only played for two years and I ended up, I actually failed a class. So I would have had to take a summer class to play my third year. Uh, but I ended up getting a full-time job where I was working part-time anyway. And I've been there since. So it kind of worked out for me in the long run. But I, I think if I could change one thing, it would maybe to be able to play a little bit longer, just to have some more memories and be able to be around the guys more. But Euro and Carp. And I mean, I came in the same year that Huber did. Um, but a lot of those, the kids that were my age, birth date wise, were all leaving that year anyway. Um, so it was kind of, kind of a perfect exit, if you will. But maybe to go back and play another year or two. But I mean, I, no, nothing. Back two and shot. done, done guy. Done. All right. all right, got two more questions. Not not necessarily related to Willie P hockey. Oh, but something I want did want to bring up. I just think you would find it cool. Um, one of Euro's old teammates from CBA was actually the officiant at my wedding. Oh yeah, go cool. Yeah. Who, who, who was that? Uh, Zach England, uh, Jordan. You've known him longer than I have, so go ahead. Oh, just beauty of a guy. <laughs> yeah, what more you can say there. Yeah. <laughs> Any relation to Derek England? Uh, no, spelled differently, but um, his okay. his. His cousin is my wife. So, yeah, he's he's on the wedding. My video. wife. <laughs> my co-host Tom makes that joke all the time. That's probably why you said that. But anyway, NHL season's coming up, guys. I don't know how close you guys still follow the sport. Any predictions? Like, give me a quick prediction. Yeah, I, I want first here. I think uh, Rangers <laughs> rematch in the first round, and we fucking sweep them. I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna say sweep, but I think we do win. Then I think we do get our revenge in a way. Probably, I think it would go seven again. I'll take it. Yeah, Jack, I think that meme, I think the cry Jack's got to make a comeback. <laughs> it's like, uh, I when I saw that, I was like, I couldn't get, I couldn't get mad at that. At least you actually acknowledged my wedding in that act. Cause like one of my friends, like it was, it, cause that loss was a week after my wedding. He didn't congr- text me congratulations. He didn't even text me happy birthday the week later. He just rubbed it in. I'm like, wait, my wedding was enough for you to text me congratulations, <laughs> but this was uh, and uh, I, 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 I yeah. You guys never see me angry, but um, <laughs> all right. Any other predictions? Because I got one more question for you, specifically for the Jersey guys. I mean, you got a lot of Devils fans on this call, yeah. so I think it's pretty uh, pretty obvious what the prediction is. Uh, you know, next ten years, Devils are uh, a Devils are a wagon. Jump on or get the oh, fuck yeah. out of the way. <laughs> Bedard's going to score forty goals. All right, I am going to my prediction this year. Forty. Yeah. All right, my prediction for this year: the Stanley Cup champions, the, the Stanley Cup is going to go to the Carolina Hurricanes. They're going to beat the Colorado Avalanche in seven games. I'm sure those of you that follow the sport are like, oh, they got questions in net. Well, here's part two of that bold prediction. I think they're going to get Connor Hellebuck from the Winnipeg Jets as a rental. But in the offseason, the Devils are going to sign him. That's my prediction. 
I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I don't think the goalie, the Devils need another like a top end nine million dollar goalie. To be honest, like I mean, you see what the you saw what the Bruins did in the regular season with the two the tandem that they had. And granted, they played out of their mind. And I'm not even going to compare Vanacek and Schmid to those two guys, but you really don't need a top tier goalie to win the cup. I mean, just Vegas just won with. You probably, I mean, you probably follow the sport enough that you could name them, but like a random guy, like no, yeah. not a not a household name. Like you don't you don't necessarily need the goaltending, but hockey's a weird sport. It's not like football or you know even baseball to a degree, but even that was kind of unpredictable this year. Where you really have one team in the Metro that's definitively not going to make the playoffs, and from there it's kind of a toss up. So you, you know the Devils get an injury or two here or there early on, and find yourselves on your heels at 500 you only got 82 games you like you never know what's going to happen the expectations are high for the devils they're high for a lot of teams but you just you don't know what's going to happen and hockey is one of those sports that that's why you play the game every single game does matter absolutely and again this question is for the jersey guys it's not hockey related james carp is gonna watch this complete and total shit show pork roll or taylor ham pork roll pork roll Pork roll. You can do it. Pork roll, 100%. Dave, what, Dave, what do we got, buddy? Taylor Ham, but, like, dude, it's, it's a meat. I really don't care. I really don't care. Like, it's... Uh, it's It says pork roll on the Thank package. It you. also says Taylor. I, I just... I, I also hey, don't care. Hey, do, I don't see ham on there. I don't see this ham on there. Taylor. It's Taylor it's John pork Taylor's pork roll. John Taylor's, Taylor's pork roll. It's this Taylor Ham up North Jersey. It's Taylor Ham down south. It's pork roll. It's, it's, an, o- it's an overhyped yeah, argument. That's another debate. We it's, can get it, it's it's like Q-tips. It's like Q-tips. You're like we call them Q-tips, but the actual term is cotton swab. But like Q-tip is a brand. But like and, that's yeah. always my argument. Yeah. Yeah, I never said cotton swab. Can I get one of those for my? Uh, I, I know it's called the cotton swab, but I'm always going to call it a Q-tip just because it's quicker. I remember. Uh, I think it. No, it wasn't. Ertman, freaking, I'm brain cramping up. Dirty, oh, no. <laughs> the hell is Ertman? No, yeah, no. yeah. Take take a ride down eighty. And just lost. Your first first pack of bison, and that's where you'll find Ryan Ertman. Hey, get him on, get him on here, Euro. Yeah. Okay, wait, oh, wait. I was gonna say, isn't he a middle Montana? I was gonna say, isn't he a isn't he a South Jersey guy? He'd probably say pork roll, but I'm thinking of someone else. Someone else who's a Northern North Jersey. Islands. From a north, he's a he's yeah, a, he's a, he's a, he's a thumb out. Yeah. I, I, wait, guy. I meant, I meant, I meant. Did I say er, Ernie's North Jersey? I meant South Jersey. But I'm no, brain cramping. He is North Jersey. No, Ernie's he is hard, full hard. Oh, it, now I remember. Now I remember. It was Hunter Ledwith. No, uh, no he's North Jersey. <laughs> okay, yeah, Hunter. Yeah, because yeah, because Hunter Ledwith. I posted a meme about this on Facebook. Hunter goes, "Okay, do you go to a bar? Do you order a beer or do you go order my brand?" And I'm just like. Uh, if you wanted a bacon, egg, and cheese, do you order my brand of bacon? I don't think so. I mean, I prefer Hillshire Farms, but who's asking? <laughs> don't be, we're not we're not yeah. sponsored by them. Um. Anyway, I thank you guys. You guys, thank you guys so much for coming on. I mean, I truly mean this from the bottom of my heart. Like hanging out with you guys, like getting to know you, like for the first time in my life, I felt like I was one of the cool kids because you rubbed off on me in some way, shape, You're or one of the boys. Absolutely. Hey. You're a cool kid. <laughs> yeah, I was like gonna say, but anyway, you guys want to plug anything? You got any final thoughts, Nick? I know you definitely got something you should plug, uh, but Mel, I'll let you go first. 
Um, I don't have anything. I was going to show off the uh, the Super East Championship ring, but I put it away. I was going to follow up the Rev with that, but uh, no, not much, dude. Uh, thank you for having us on, Jack. This this was actually a lot of fun. Um, you know, you supported us for plenty of years, and we're we're all on board with uh, supporting you as well. Thank you. Hopefully, one day you guys see me at Barstool. You're you're like he fucking did it. <laughs> that that's the goal of this podcast. No doubt. There you no go. Doubt. But yeah, uh, Nick, tell people about that beautiful store you got behind you. Uh, yeah, it's my baby, Edgewood Collective. It's very hockey-related, uh, so if you like hockey, there's uh, some good hockey stuff. All the, sh- all the shelves are actually all broken shafts, so check us out at Edgewood Collective Store on Instagram. Yeah, I'll put We're the link. The store is located in Pompton Plains, New Jersey, North Jersey. Some good uh, Taylor Ham shops around here, so. Ah, uh, he had to do that. <laughs> but yeah, I'll put I'll I'll Google the address. Like for right now, what those watching on the video, you could see the address on screen, and it'll be in the description for those who are only listening too. So anyway, Jordan, you next. Well, thank you. Very oh much. no, yeah, yeah I want to say thanks for having us. Yep, thanks for having us. This was awesome. Um, you know, getting to be on with the boys. Uh, I guess what? How's the saying go? Uh first time long time or long time first time uh you know i've been listening to the pod for a while um so it's nice to finally be uh be a part of it and um yeah like mel said thanks for all the support you gave you guys gave um you know gave the team uh when we were playing um it definitely added a level to our uh you know the entire program and uh yeah thanks for having us on dude it was the best feeling hitting that button for the goal horn (laughs) all right carpo no, just like they said, thank you so much for having us. This is uh, this is pretty cool. Um, and I'll just I'll just plug Nikki Brown's Edgewood Collective again. Shout out, peas and please. How, how are you? Yeah, and, yeah, and I think you guys especially got do have to thank James because I did want to do this for a while, but like he, you know, he brought it up a, a week or so ago. It was like, you know, I I gotta freaking do this while while I'm running hot with this podcast. So thanks, thanks again, Jimbo. Yeah, with Carp. That boy Jimbo. Little for James. Just doing what I can. <laughs> All right, Scott. Yeah, um, just thanks for having me and the boys on. It's nice seeing everyone. I got to see Mel and Jordan recently, but like half Nick, or I saw Nick then too. What am I talking about? Uh, <laughs> I see you guys all the time. Half and Carp. I mean, just it, it's nice seeing everyone and just thank you, Jack, for everything you did while we were at school, all the stuff you're doing now. It's like really inspiring seeing you actually like go for what you're really wanting to do. I mean, I'm just fucking I'm not playing hockey for a living. You're going to do exactly what you want to do for a living, trying to get to bar stool, worked at ESPN. So it's just great to see that. And I, I really applaud and thank you. Not a big deal. Yeah, I mean it it really hurt leaving ESPN. Those of you who know me close, but you know what? What makes it better is you know, I I loved my I love my now wife more than I loved that job, and that's really saying something. So, Dave, you're next. Yeah, yeah you're building something yourself. Way better yeah, than exactly. ESPN. <laughs> I don't have any plugs, but um, I mean, it's it's just cool to see you doing like following a dream and like just doing something that you really want to do. I think there's probably a lot of people that are kind of sacrificing that or just kind of putting anything that they would ever, you know, ultimately want to do in life for, you know, an average nine to five job. So for somebody like you, you you kind of referred to yourself as not being cool, but it's pretty cool to see you just kind of following a dream and doing something that a lot of people either don't have the balls to do or, 
are just not willing to do it. So just keep doing what you're doing. Zach, don't cry. <laughs> but but yeah, you guys were great friends. You know, I think the thing I miss the most about college is, you know, watching you guys play hockey. You know, I I didn't know anyone at William Patterson. You guys helped me settle in real quickly. And I live in Brick now. That's like Ocean County, like near Point Pleasant, Seaside Heights. If you ever go, if you ever need to make a pit stop, you know, jer- visiting the Jersey Shore, you know, feel free to. You guys have my number. Don't be be a stranger. You know, you could stop stop by for an hour, use the bathroom, whatever. Jack, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna talk to you because I coach eleven uh, U hockey and we play brick. So really? At, oh, I, yeah. I live like literally like five minutes up the road from there. Oh wow! Nice. Yeah. I, they, still, they still have green helmets. Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen a game. I haven't I don't actually even been. Know if they have a brick hockey team. Uh, there. I haven't been in there. Uh, yet. I'm thinking of Red. Yeah, Man. there's been a lot of stuff going on. I think on it's down like there. the Whalers or something. Sometimes like, or like I keep Wildcats. Sometimes I drive. Helmets are yeah, I drive. <laughs> I drive past it sometimes. I drive past. I drive past it sometimes, and then I see cars there, and I'm like, "Holy shit, this place is open!" Yeah, they they're supposed to close it, but they didn't like a year ago. It's a uh, brick with red bank, so that's on me. But yeah, close enough, James. That's by me and you're a crazy, right? <laughs> Yeah. No, no, no. You were right. The green helmets were brick. Yeah, yeah. green helmets were yeah. brick. I know brick. I know brick township. You know, because there's there's a my favorite bar to go to now that I live here is Beacon Seventy. It's on Route Seventy. It's like you could get there like via boat. It's pretty cool. They have helmets for like both Brick Memorial and Brick Township. There's two high schools here, and they have green helmets. And it's basically design the design of the Michigan Wolverines. But yeah. living living yeah. near the Jersey Shore is awesome. We get to go to Point Pleasant basically whenever the hell we want. Like labor. Labor Day weekend, I shit, I shit you not. It was on Labor Day. We went to Martell's Tiki Bar. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure Jordan knows where that is. I don't know if any of you other guys do. <laughs> I know well, very well. Uh, Mel, no, Mel, Mel's a point. Oh, guy. I know. Oh yeah. yeah. Mel, Mel knows <laughs> it very well. Say, dude, we gotta hit that Jenkinson's Boardwalk. Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're. <Martell's. laughs> yeah, we're we're my wife and I. We're with her family and friends. We're about to walk in there. They're about to check our IDs. I just hear my wife go. Oh hi, Sammy Sweetheart. And then I turn my head. I was like, "Oh, that looks like Sammy Sweetheart." Holy shit! It was from Jersey Shore. <laughs> yeah, let, let's get hammered and go walk to the fun house. Uh, I'm, <laughs> yeah. You set the date. The fun's house. <laughs> the fun's house. Oh jeez. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. Anyway, for, for those listening, if you made it this far, thank you very much for listening. Be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to follow us on all our social medias at Funs Podcast on Twitter and Instagram and at Fat Unplugged Nurse Talking Sports on Facebook. This is Jackknife alongside Ryan Melvin, Nick Brown, Jordan Euro, James Carp, Scott Huber, Dave Hefferin of the William Patterson University hockey team. Have a wonderful night, everyone. Thanks, Jack. Thanks, Jack. Thanks, Jack. Thank you. Thanks, Jack. The final score, the William Patterson University Pioneers 6, the Siena College Saints 0. Shots on goal, 35 for the Pioneers and 24 for the Saints. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for coming up to support the Pioneers this season. Be sure to